0: It's time for... All Sweet. Did you hear what the lady said?
3: I said, All Sweet. All Sweet is the margarine with the delicate natural
2: flavor.
0: Yes, friends, that's what all the ladies are saying. All Sweet.
2: The margarine with the
0: delicate natural flavor.
2: With All Sweet
0: Margarine invite you to... meet. The meats. Yes, friends, Swift and Company's family of favorite foods invite you to meet your favorite radio family, the Mortimer Meats, who live on Elm Street in Civic Center. Inside the little white house with the green shutters, a family conference is in progress. Mortimer, the head of the family, seems to be in trouble.
1: Mortimer, you simply must do something about those new neighbors of ours. Yeah,
0: Aggie's right, Morty. They're a nuisance. Well, yeah? not only
4: a nuisance, Uncle Louis. they're loud and noisy. Oh, now, now, just a minute, Peggy. Louis, Aggie, sir, what is this about our new neighbors? Do they bang away at the piano? Bang away at the piano? Yeah. Listen, Morty, when I get done with them Martins, they'll be twanging away on a harp. You
1: Wait until you hear what they did to poor Brother Louis. Tell him, Louie. Uh,
5: well... They was moving their furniture in, see? Yeah. So I goes out to watch them. Their sofa's sitting in the front lawn. Hmm. So I sit on the sofa to tie my shoelaces, see? Well? Well, ten minutes later, somebody wakes me up. <laughs> and it's this guy, Martin, hitting me in the soles of my feet with a barrel safe. Which,
4: well, but, Louie, maybe they wanted to get their sofa into the house. Oh, yeah? Then why didn't they wake me up, Gerald? Who do you think he is?
3: A cop? look. Huh? Out the window. That
4: little Martin boy
3: is throwing snowballs. Well, dear, boys will be boys. But he's throwing them at Mother's Clean Wash hanging out on the line. Oh, dear, my nice clean wash. Mortimer, yes. you must take action. Hey, yes, we'll now, wait down.
5: a minute. Is that little kid the son of the guy who banged me with a barrel stave? Sure, Uncle Louis. <laughs> I'll take care of this whole thing myself, Morty. You might get hurt or something. I'll fix that, brat. Now,
4: Louie, now, now, don't lose your temper. Remember, he's only a little boy. Don't
5: worry. Leave everything
4: to me. Oh, my gracious. I wish Louie hadn't gone out there. I just hate fighting, particularly with neighbors.
1: I do, too, Mortimer, but there are times when a man has to fight.
3: Sure, Daddy. Sometimes a man has to fight to uphold his honor.
4: Mm -hmm. I suppose so. Well, let's hope that Louie can settle this peacefully and come back covered with honors and not lumps
0: say here's a wonderful idea for you homemakers get yourself a little pink pig no I'm not suggesting you raise pigs in your parlor I'm thinking of one of those China piggy banks is a good way to prove how economical all sweet margarine is for one month Pop all the pennies and nickels you save using all sweet in that china pig. Now don't forget to count the times you dress up leftovers with a creamy, rich all sweet sauce, or the plain everyday foods you transform into company fare with all sweet. Then at the end of the month, open up your little pig, and are you going to be surprised? Yes, all sweet is the thrifty way to keep your family happy at mealtime. You'll find that not even the costliest of spreads could bring more lip-smacking approval from your family. You see, all-sweet is a product of our American farm. Its delicate natural flavor comes from freshly cultured, pasteurized skim milk and all the fresh vegetable oil it can properly absorb. Yes, even the fussiest folks go for all-sweet. So for thrifty good eating, remember all-sweet. The margarine with the delicate natural flavor.
5: Uh, push me around, Willie. Let his kid throw snowballs at our washing, huh? Well, we'll see about that. Hey, yo. Oh. Hey, kid. Hey! That snow is cold. Hey, what's the idea, you little monster? You're talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you, and don't call me Fatso.
3: Okay, simple. And don't call me Simple. Okay,
2: Fatso.
5: Hey, listen, you little brat. Do you know who I am? Sure. Well, who am I?
2: Elephant boy. <laughs>
5: well, you... Do you know what would happen to you if you were six inches taller? Sure. What?
3: They'd have to carry you on in a stretcher. What?
5: Why, you little luck. What's the idea of throwing mud at our laundry? Look what you did to that sheep. I apologize.
3: Well, that's better. I was aiming for that
5: shirt. Oh, hey! Okay. That's my polka dot shirt.
2: Yeah? It looks like a tent with measles.
5: <laughs> you know what I ought to do to you?
2: Tell me. I've got nothing more interesting
5: to do. I ought to turn you over my knee.
2: If you did, you couldn't see me on account of your stomach.
5: <laughs> oh, I ought to give you a good licking. No. I guess I can't do that. You're just a little kid. But if your old man was here, boy, I'd take it out of him. Tell me more. First, I double up my right fist. Yeah? And then I double up my left fist. Yeah? And then you know what had happened? Yeah! You'd be flat on your back! <laughs> Hello, Father. Hello, Willie. What are you doing talking to this dirigible on Legs? You
3: should have heard what he said he was going to do to you, Father. I
5: heard it, Willie. It was very interesting. It was but, very interesting. Sir, but, uh, sir, yes, you don't understand, sir. That, uh, Maybe, but you will... Mind holding my coat, son? With oh.
2: pleasure, Father. Aren't you going to roll up your sleeves?
5: Oh, hey, now, well, wait a minute, mister. Now, uh, what are you going to do? Well, a plastic surgeon would charge quite a lot for rearranging your face. But since you're a neighbor of mine. I'm gonna cut your nose under your left ear for your time. No, 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 no. Now, no, no, wait a minute, Mr. Martin. Don't do nothing but you'll be sorry for now. I
2: never have regrets. Go ahead, brother. Let have
5: have. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I Just remember, I, I got a date. I got a right. Just,
2: just a minute.
5: Neighbor? Oh, yeah, but, but really, I'm in a hurry. I got to go now. I got a date. Well, today. This <laughs> will only take a minute. Besides, you want to look your best, don't you? Well, yeah. I don't think you're wearing your hat just right. <laughs> no. How do you think I should wear it? Right down over your face. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> boy,
2: Dad. Right down to his chin. And now
5: is mid-time. I don't think it's quite tight enough. Do you, John? Uh, uh. All right, I'll fix it.
2: <laughs> hey, that
3: better. I can't see. I can't see. I can't
5: talk. Right, son. Now, you get off my property and stay off. And that goes for your whole family. If you ever so much as put foot over here again, I'll start right in where I left off. Now, maybe you'll have some respect for the mountains.
1: how? Just... <laughs> well,
4: I got it off at last. Oh, well, my gracious, Louis. I I thought your head was coming right off with it, I hoped. And what happened?
5: Oh. I just pulled my hat down too far. Mm. I guess I don't know my own strength.
3: Uncle Louie, are you sure that naughty little Martin boy didn't have anything to do with the way you were wearing your hat?
5: Oh, uh, no. <laughs> First off, I give him a good talking to. Him. Good for you, Louis. Yeah, then I turn him over my knee and I get him a good laraple. Oh,
1: Louie, you shouldn't have done that.
5: Well, he asked for it you got to be stern with kids like that. (laughs) Believe me, he won't forget me.
4: Believe me. Hmm, This is very
5: educational. Mm -hmm. Go on, Louie. What's there right in the middle of it? I was ambushed. Yeah? And here it comes. Oh, no. Ah, yeah. Just when I started spanking the kid, his old man sneaked up behind me and gave me a hit on the head with a dumbbell.
4: Well, he at least chose the right weapon.
5: How terrible. Yeah, and then the kids started throwing rocks at me. Oh, Uncle Louis! And then the back door opened and the old lady come at me with a frying oh. pan. Well,
4: they were no doubt planning a dinner around you.
5: Yes, it was going to have me for... Uh, hey, listen, Mark. This is serious. Uh, when I see I was outnumbered, I beat a strategic retreat. Oh, what a fantastic
4: experience. Mm, what a fantastic story. Well, that settles it.
1: I'm going to call the police and report that Martin man. Now, 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 Agatha, I wouldn't do anything hasty. Hasty? Then, Mortimer, what more do you want? First, the little boy throws snowballs at my wash. And then the father actually attacks Louis.
4: Yeah, from the rear, too. Now, dear, we haven't heard Mr. Martin's side of it.
5: Oh, so you don't believe your own flesh and blood, eh? Okay, that does it. I'm
1: going to move.
4: I'm going to get a room. I wish the housing shortage had stopped. Um, Agatha, dear, now look, let's talk this over sensibly. Sensibly? And... Yes.
1: Mortimer, Meek, I'm surprised at you. To think that you'd put up with a, uh, situation like this. Well, why don't you say something?
4: Well, it'll only lead to further words. You have so many of them.
1: Very well, then I'll take the initiative. From now on, I don't want a single member of this family, and that includes you, Peggy. Yes, Mother. To even speak to, to those Martins. Oh, thank you, dear. And what's more, I expect you to do something, Mortimer. or well, something like what? Yes, no embarrassed. Something like meeting Mr. Martin face-to-face and telling him a thing or two. Well, oh, but, Agatha, dear, you just told me not to even speak to our neighbors. Mortimer, miss you're deliberately trying to confuse the issue. Confuse the
2: issue?
1: You're trying to evade your duties as head of the house. Head of the house? But you can't. I can't. You're going to straighten this mess out satisfactorily and in the next 24 hours.
4: 24 hours.
1: And if anything goes wrong in the meantime, I'm going to hold you personally
4: responsible. Personally responsible? You oh, hold my gracious. Oh, I couldn't get in more trouble if I just went over and moved in with the Martins.
3: Uh, Excuse me. Oh, my. Oh, my. I, uh, I wondered if I could ask you a question. A question? Sure. You see, I'm new in town and I wondered where the crowd usually hangs out. Oh, well, uh, the crowd hangs out at Green's Drug Store. The super duper Sundays there are too rare. Green's Drug Store? Is that downtown? Oh, it's uh, it just happens that I'm going there. Uh, it does? Yeah. And, uh, if you wanted to walk along, to? You... Yeah. Thanks. My name is Richard. Mine's Margaret. Marjorie. Margaret. Uh, my friends call me Teddy. Teddy. Richard is a nice name. Dignified. My, uh, friends call me Vic. Uh, with you. Hi, Vic. <laughs> Hi, Peggy. Do you know something? What? Do uh, you believe in fate? Well, I I guess I haven't thought very much about it. Well, I do. You're, you're the first person I met in Civic Center. It, it's like fate. Oh, thank you. And... Uh, where do you live? Oh, we just moved in. House on Elm Street. Elm Street? Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good house. But boy, are there a bunch of goofs living next door. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> There's a fat guy that tried to throw his weight around with my little brother, Willie. Oh, no. Yeah. But my dad fixed him. You should have seen him. I'm afraid I'll have to leave you now. But, 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 you see, my name happens to be Peggy Meek. Peggy you. Me? Exactly, Mr. Martin. Good day. And if we should meet again, by accident, please don't bother to speak. But, Peggy, wait. Golly, this ain't fair. <laughs> Why did Uncle Louie have to get into a fight with Mr. Martin? Why did Dick have to be such a perfect dreamboat? Why? Did... Oh, darn fate anyway. <laughs>
0: Hello, Mrs. Me. May I come in?
1: Now, listen here, you... you creature. You can't come barging into our house and that... uh, oh, 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 my goodness, Mr. Wardo. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were that big bully from next door.
0: Oh, oh, oh you mean Martin, your new neighbor?
1: Neighbor? Neighbor?
0: Why, he doesn't know the meaning of the word. Oh, oh ca- come, come now. He, he couldn't be all that bad. And why take it out on that poor cake batter? You know, if you're using all sweet, half the work is done for you. Yes, all-sweet margarine creams perfectly for feather-like taste. And its delicate natural goodness enriches even the simplest recipes. And say, when it comes to frying, you'll find that all-sweet is made to order, not a splatter in a spoonful. And for making smooth, velvety cream sauce, why, you simply can't beat all-sweet. Oh, a oh, oh, beat is certainly the wrong word to use in this house today. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh,
1: I'm... that's all right, Mr. Michael. You've made me feel better already. That's
0: the ticket. Yeah. Everything will work out if you'll just remember to keep sweet. Keep sweet. Keep all sweet. The margarine with the delicate natural flavor on hand, and you'll get a big hand from your family. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, so this is Pe- Who is this? Oh, uh, this is a... a friend. Step forward and identify yourself, friend. Peggy, can't we... I mean, you and me. You and I, that is. There I, are uh, certain people I do not wish to converse with. What, Peggy? Matter of fact, certain people with a certain name who do not even exist as far as I'm concerned. Mr. Martin... Oh, darling, Peggy, give me a chance. Goodbye. <laughs> That'll teach him. I guess he'll know better than to call me again. I'm sure he'll know better than to call me again. Oh,
2: golly, why does he have to be a Martin? I'm so miserable.
4: Dear, now you can't be as bad as all that. It, come on now, <laughs> you tell your old dad.
2: Oh, Daddy, I'm so miserable. Mm. And
3: it's all I out of that awful, horrid, terrible Dick Martin.
4: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Is there another one in that family?
3: He's the older brother, about my age.
4: And uh, he's awful, too, mm, dear?
3: Oh, no, Daddy. He's wonderful. <laughs>
4: oh, well, but you just said he was awful and terrible and, and horrid.
3: It's only because he's a Martin. Oh. He himself is tall and handsome and oh, wonderful. Oh, Yeah, Britt,
4: I wish you'd make up your mind, dear. It'd help me decide whether I like him or hate him.
3: Oh, Daddy, can't you straighten out this silly fight between our family and the Martins?
4: Well, I'll try, dear, but there are certain handicaps.
3: Certain handicaps? Like what?
4: Well, like your Uncle Louis. Oh, I wonder if I couldn't get him to go on a trip to the Ozarks. No, no, smart people down in the Ozarks. He couldn't stay there. Oh well, now, dear, if you dry your eyes, I'll I'll try to make peace. Maybe if I shovel the Martin sidewalk as well as our own, they'll they get neighborly, and we can patch up this silly feud. <laughs> Oh my gracious! It's cold, and this ice is slippery. Hello there. Yeah, big well, look out
6: there.
2: Oh,
4: oh, oh my, oh my, oh me. Oh, Doctor Firmish, I'm so sorry. I I didn't see you coming. Oh, that's
6: all right. I uh, enjoyed my trip, <laughs> uh, Mister um...
4: Me. Oh, don't you remember your old pupil, Peggy Mead? Oh, of course, Peggy. Are you enjoying your Christmas vacation? (laughs) No, no, no. I am Peggy's father. Oh, how do you do? My, you're looking pale. (laughs) Dr. Fremish, you're talking to the snowman. Oh. I don't smoke a pipe. Oh. Oh, now let me see. Where was I bound for? I must consult my notes. Ah, uh, yes, I was going to drop in on the meat. I must be on my way. Goodbye. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just a minute, Dr. Firmish. Look, I am Mortimer Meat. M-E-E-K. M-E-E-K. Woo-hoo, you spell very nicely. Forward. Now backwards. Oh,
6: K-E-E-M. Team. Oh, pigdle paddle. Bless you. Thank you. Well, sir, now that my glasses have defrosted and I recognize you, who are you? Oh. <laughs> Glad to know you, Mr. Rowe.
4: How are you? Uh, not at all well, Dr. Firmish. You see, our family's having a silly feud with the family next door. Is it Martin. Oh, a feud, eh? Yes. Well, let me give you some excellent advice from my book, Feuding, Fighting, and Fisticuffs. Or, yes,
6: you may solve the battle between the sexes with a blow to the solar plexus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, Doctor, look, I want to stop this fight. Of course you do. The first thing to remember when you enter a fight is... Always select a smaller opponent. A smaller opponent? Yes. Second, if this is impossible, remain in a prone position. Having been knocked there, Mr. Meek, have you ever witnessed two dogs fighting over a bone? Yes. Yes, I have. Ah, then you get my point. The bone
4: never gets up and does any fighting. Uh, Yes, you mean it's a prone bone. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe I should bone up on that. No, Dr. Fermi, you don't understand. Now, I I want to stop all fighting. Well, you ought to be at the U.N. conference.
6: (laughs) In closing, Mr. Prone, just remember this. Don't throw a bowl of alphabet soup at your neighbor, and you'll never have hot words. <laughs> well, I must go now, Dr. Furnish. Hello. Hey, hello.
4: Oh, my gracious. Oh, hello. Good night. Good, night. good night. Here, Dr. Furnish is certainly a confused man. <laughs> well, I'd make two of us. I hope that cleaning off the Martin's walk would attract your attention. Maybe help me patch things up, but there doesn't seem to be a soul stirring. Oh, it's an ball. <laughs> oh, and right on the back of my neck, too.
2: Oh, <laughs> there
4: comes another. It's... Now look at you, you there. Little boy. Now stop it. Says I Says I. I mean I said so. Now stop it, will you? This very minute, or I'll I'll Well, I'll do something.
2: I'll say you will. You'll stop another snowball. (coughs) Yes.
4: Now, get off our property, you... You old squeaky meat, you. Is that hot enough, Daddy? (laughs) Oh, yes, dear. Peggy, if you don't mind, I'd just as soon not be scalded right after I've been frozen.
3: Oh, Daddy, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, I could just... That little Martin boy.
4: Hmm, well, I'll share that thought with you, dear. But nah, I'm afraid he's too clever. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if our new neighbors were part Indian, the wild part.
3: Oh, but Daddy, couldn't you reason with him?
4: Oh, my dear, have you ever tried to reason with a machine gun that shoots snowballs with unfailing accuracy?
2: <gasps>
3: Whoa with me. Only the most handsome, wonderful, beautiful man in all the world moved in next door to me. And I have to hate him because we can't patch up a family feud.
4: Yeah, well, I tried, dear.
3: Oh, I know you did, Daddy, but... It's like fate.
4: Like fate?
3: Dick and I are victims of cruel circumstance. Like the Montagues and the Capulets. Mm. Romeo and Juliet, you know? Romeo. Oh, Romeo. Wherefore art thou, Richard. Deny thy father, refuse thy name. Or if thou wilt not be but sworn, my love, and I'll no longer be a meek. More words to that effect.
2: <laughs>
3: Nobody else can this I can and will. I wonder if this snowball is packed hard enough. There. Well, let me see. I packed a... Uh, Two dozen snowballs. Now, Mr. Willie Martin, just make an appearance.
2: In the name of the Meek family,
3: I challenge you to a duel. Oh, quiet tight. You're only a girl. I'm ready to defend the honor of my family. Are you? Okay. But you'll be sorry. We'll see. But first, you have to promise something. What? The first one to yell uncle and quit has to pay a forfeit. Okay. Boy,
2: will I think up a diabolical forfeit for you! Ready?
3: Come with me, Willie, dear. You're going to make several speeches.
2: And I'm sorry I threw snowballs at your walking, Mrs. Me. <laughs> well,
1: let's forget about it, Willie. I think it's sweet of you to apologize. And here's a nice fresh
0: donut.
2: Boy, thanks, Mrs. Me. <laughs>
3: And thanks for scraping our sidewalk, Mr. Meek.
0: Oh, well,
4: thank you, Willie. And here is a quarter for a very good little boy, said he with his fingers crossed.
2: And I'm sorry I called you fatal, Mr. Louis. Ah,
4: uh, that's better.
2: And I'm sorry you look like a big
3: bloated balloon.
5: Yeah, well, that's better. Who's <laughs> <Push> a balloon? <laughs> They see, I ain't going to do
2: it. Hey, but Uncle Louis, Now a man has got
4: to have something to say. Yeah, I did, Louis. You better think it over. Mr. Martin might pull your hat down again and twist your necktie. Okay,
5: okay. But I'm not doing it for myself, see? It's only for all of you. And so I apologize for opening up my big, fat old mouth.
2: <laughs>
5: your apologies accepted, Louis.
4: And
2: your mouth isn't so old.
4: And so, and so, I propose a toast to our new neighbors. From the beach to the Martins, <laughs> a welcome to Civic Center and to Elm Street. <laughs> Thank you, me. Thank you. Yes. And shake hands, neighbor. <laughs> yes. you <laughs> You certainly have a strong handshake. <laughs> Runs in the family. Willie is going to have one just like it. And Dick. Hey,
1: where is Dick? Oh, I'm afraid Dick and Peggy are settling their differences. In private. <laughs> yes. In private, huh? Yes. Take again, me, Oh,
4: No. I see now that there were advantages to being unfriendly.
2: Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Peggy. <laughs> oh, dear, why, you little... brother!
0: next time Dad calls at five and says he'll be home at six with a dinner guest, don't despair. Just put on your prettiest apron, get out the all-sweet margarine, and make with the kitchen magic. First, if you've any leftovers from the holiday turkey, dice it into a creamy, rich, delicately flavored, all-sweet white sauce. Serve piping hot on crisp toast. Spread with all-sweet and garnish with bright pimento strips. Now, those plain green beans, Slice up some blanched almonds, brown in all sweet, add a tablespoon of lemon juice, pour over the cooked beans, and, lady, you'll have green beans to make any guest sit up and take notice. Then those baked potatoes. Scoop out when done, mash with all and seasonings, heat back in the shells, give them a blush of paprika, and brown lightly. There, now, your dinner's ready, and you'll find your family and guests mighty willing. And you'll always find that all-sweet, delicate, natural flavor adds delicious goodness to every meal. So remember, all-sweet. The margarine with the delicate, natural flavor.
3: What, Peggy? No, I've said it before and i say it again. No. But, Peggy, if you'll only let me explain... No explanation is necessary, Mr. Richard Martin. Good God. Talking will get you nowhere. My mind is made up. I do not care to ever see you again. Ever. But, Peggy... And furthermore, from now on, as far as this meek is concerned, one Martin does not even exist. It will do you exactly no good to both. Taylor 5510. Taylor 5510? Yes. Good day. <laughs>
0: The meeks, starring Forrest Lewis and Burl Vaughn is written and directed by Les Weinrott. Be sure to join us over these same stations next Saturday when All Sweet, the margarine with the delicate natural flavor, again invites you to Meet the Meat. This is John Weigel speaking. <laughs>